Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. If there's anyone who's really mastered the act of upskilling rapidly in their early years, then surely it must be none other than Dr. Andrew Cheng. From implants, grafts, and all our next to orthodontics and high-level cosmetic dentistry, it seems like he's done it all for someone who still very humbly considers himself a new grad. Welcome back to What I Wish I Knew. My name's Erica and we've got Dr. Andrew Chang joining us for a three-part series where we talk through the clinical, non-clinical and theoretical sides of what he does day in, day out. And so we're kicking it off with part one. This was a really thoughtful conversation where we talk about developing the right attitude and mindset towards our continuous learning and growth. We talk about how to go about critically evaluating our work, asking for feedback and taking actionable steps to improve. This was honestly a really inspiring conversation and just ignited this excitement in me to go out and learn more. And so I hope you feel the same way. Enjoy. Dr. Andrew, I wanted to start off really talking about the idea of like upskilling and critically evaluating yourself. And when you were talking about how, you know, you appeared on uh, Dr. Omid's newbie dentist podcast, and there was this one story that you mentioned in it that kind of resonated with, with me. And it was how you said you did this case in particular, and you took a photo and you're really proud of it and you blew it up on the big screen and you asked your boss, uh, Dr. Matthew Casey to have a look at it. And he says, um, all I see are mistakes. Does this hit a nerve for you or is this something that was like a common thing that you heard look I would say it, it definitely hits a nerve but like not not in a bad way at all like sometimes I think with those things like taking criticism on um, constructive criticism is like one of the best things that you can do to help you learn because I've always said um, like no matter who it is no matter how much experience you have everyone sees things differently and everyone has um, their different perspective so that's why like uh, what I've tried to do and I still try to do is like any sort of cases that I have and this is part of why I post a lot on social media too is when you put it out there and when you put the photos up and you're really honest with yourself there's no excuses you you can't make any any excuses for what you see like for example if for example there's a mistake or for example a switch is loose or something's not adapted well you can see it and then you can't really um sort of like lie about it you know and i think that's a big thing where it it really helps you to become upfront and honest with yourself but also like from for example matt who's one of like you know the greatest mentors that i've ever had the greatest people that i've ever had the pleasure to meet but people who have more experience and you and people who have been in that position before will see it in a second and then they'll say look this is what i see and this is not good and so I think it really depends on how you um, take that on. Um, sometimes, obviously, there are cases where, like, you know, I'll be excited to show Matt or I'll be excited to post or something, and then I'll think it's perfect. And then you put it up, and then they're like, oh, like, look, it's really good, but there's this. And then that really sort of um, is, is, hard to, is hard to deal with. Like, it, 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 it's not, I guess, disheartening, but sometimes it's, it's really like – you know, you can't let your ego or your pride get in the way of it because I always say we're always we're all students and it's something where you just have to like take on that criticism constructively, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Do you think this was something that you kind of had to learn along the way or was it like a mentality that you've always had, you were brought up having? Because I feel like you mentioned before how you, you kind of have to put your ego and pride aside and I feel like that's something that growing up we tend to struggle with because I know it's something that you know sometimes you're proud of yourself, like you have that pride, but when someone criticizes you, it can be a blow to your self-esteem. Like yeah. was that something you had to learn the hard way? I, I think I've sort of had that, not just in dentistry, but in like, you know, personally, um, as well, like my whole life growing up and stuff. That's that's like, you know, my older brother Peter like taught me a lot growing up. And then I think it's something where surrounding yourself with people who will always um, love you enough and care about you enough that they'll always be honest with you, even if it's telling you sort of what you don't want to hear, but you but you need to hear. That's that's like so important because sometimes you can be blinded or sometimes like even like personally like outside of dentistry. You can be doing something where um, you might think it's okay, but then other people who, who care about you enough will sort of reach out about, look, you know, you're doing this and look, I'm only telling you because I, I care about you and I want you to do better. And that's something that I think is really important for us to really take on board, like without any negativity, without letting it sort of um, affect your ego or your pride or anything, but just really like outside feedback. And I think feedback is one of the most um, wonderful things that we can have in life and in dentistry to, to actually learn because it, it's, you know, we're, we're not perfect. And then we always make mistakes, um, you know, every single day. And it's something where the more mistakes we can make, but then the more we can learn from them, the better it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's true. Like you say, like the people that care about us most are the ones that are willing to tell us what's hard and not necessarily what you want to hear. But it's really, so long as we remember that at the end of the day, it's for it's what's best for us. Right? Exactly, exactly. Because like, for example, even with those, like, you know, it's funny because the, the more that I did and I, like, I asked for feedback with, you know, Matt or with mentors that I have now, the more that it becomes like routine and then it doesn't sort of like the more that you do it, it's like repetition. It's like muscle memory, right? The yeah. more that you sort of get, like you see the good things, but then you see the bad things, you become more objective and you don't um, sort of beat yourself up about it anymore in the sense that like, you know, yeah, absolutely. like every surgery that I had back in Townsville, I would, you know, plan with Matt, we talk through it. And then afterwards I, I would like rush to show him the photo. So like we can sort of review and like debrief. And I think that debriefing, that debriefing part is actually um, super fun. Like it's super enjoyable because you can laugh about your previous mistakes. You can laugh about, you know, things that you've done and then you can just learn from it. And that's like super awesome. I think that part that you mentioned about kind of getting to the point almost where you've desensitized yourself to it and you're able to just look at it objectively is so important. So talking about it from like a practical perspective, do you have any tips on like how you approach a situation to like receive feedback? Um, that's a great question. I think the main thing is obviously like you mentioned, Erica, like fo photos are so important. Um, for me, when I, I, I've gotten into the habit where like since I've been doing surgery and since I've been doing cases, I document everything. So I'll use like, you know, I've got like two, three cameras and I'll use both of them sort of every single day. Um, and I'll take so many photos that it doesn't even become like a chore anymore. So like when I, for example, do a surgery and things are, for example, stressful, things might not be going well and stuff like that. And I don't take photos, then it feels really weird. So I think number one, um, documenting everything is really important, like the good and the bad. Um, but also I think getting feedback is really important to sort of be honest with yourself, like to, to review your photos. And I always review my surgeries after every single surgery. I look at the photos as I write my notes and I say, okay, this is good. 
um, and this is not so good. And I've got this like notes template in my phone, which every single surgery, and I still do this for every implant or every graft, um, I'll write down, okay, this is good, but this wasn't good. And it's like just a sentence or two. And this gives me hindsight because sometimes I'll look back and there'll be common themes. And for me, I always say with the mistakes, you can make them once or twice, but like if you're still making those same mistakes after a few times, then you really need to be true to yourself and say, okay, well, you know, I, I've got to stop doing this because I've already made this mistake. Need to use it as a lesson. That's number one. Um, number two, I think the feedback that's so important to get is from mentors and mentors can be in any way, shape or form. Mentors can be, for example, people like, you know, Matt in Townsville or people who I work with now at Dental Boutique, like Ruben and Anthony and things like that, like the guys that do a lot of really nice surgery. They have to be people who I guess you look up to. Um, for me, I've I've got heaps of, um, I mean, heaps of people that are now considered friends, even on like Instagram, like, you know, specialists in the States and things like that, where I'll actually regularly message them and we'll talk and discuss cases. And then I think the good thing about that is you can really get different perspectives from different people um because some of the specialists will have a certain way they do things or they'll see something that you know um you might not see and then by collating all of that you've got like opinions from every like person and then you can sort of get that and turn it into like a lesson for yourself but i think getting that feedback from from mentors is so important and doesn't it doesn't have to necessarily be someone who's you know at the same practice like it would be awesome if it was because they can be there all the time but even just like you know asking your colleagues asking people who you respect and people whose work you really like aspire to as well that really helps there are cases even where like for example i'll message um you know like david atia who, who you know i worked with in townsville and you know we're great friends and like specialists from the us and i'll say look i really want to do this like how you did it but like, what am I doing wrong? And I've sent heaps of those messages. And, and the, the the awesome thing about it is everyone just, you know, wants you to do better because it's it, at the end of the day, it's, it's all for our patients. And that's that's really helped me over the years as well. I really like this, like kind of, I don't know whether it's a shift in the industry, but I guess it's something that I've just, I guess, as I've been more exposed to it, I've noticed just this, how generous everyone is with their time and just like sharing their knowledge and experience. I mean, even, you know, you taking time out of your day to like sit and just chat with us. Oh, right? of course. <laughs> I feel like it's such a nice environment to be in where everyone's really out looking out for each other. It's 2022 a time where cloud-based software is enhancing every aspect of our lives. So why not leverage those same capabilities in something we use every day, our dental practice management software. Imagine a platform rethought from the ground up, intuitive and intelligent, using the possibility of today's technology for your patients and your business. A solution that optimizes our daily workflows, creating the edge that modern dentists need to stay competitive and connected. Principal Practice Management Software is this solution. Efficient, intelligent, intuitive. Because it's 2022 and you expect better. Go to principal.dental to learn more. Based off what you mentioned before, there were some like two things that I wanted to touch on, but I guess they kind of like 
go hand in hand. But it was where you were saying like during your reflections, you would note down what you did well, what you didn't do well and mistakes. And I guess over time seeing like common themes and realizing, oh, you're making the same mistakes, right? I was going to ask how you go about then making, taking practical steps to correct those mistakes. Sometimes it's, it's just the approach for like your next surgery. Like sometimes for all my surgeries, I still do the same old school thing. Like I get a sheet of paper or I get, you know, a Word document open and I'll literally just write down one, two, three, four, five, six, and I'll write down all the steps. Those like notes, um, I don't sort of look at during the surgery. Like sometimes it's, it almost looks like a cheat sheet in terms of like, oh, like I've got to remember what I'm doing or this step, can't, remember, can't forget that. But then it's, it's the act of like actually writing and making that reflection or making that mental plan that actually helps a lot. Um, and sometimes like, for example, mistakes where, you know, the flap design that I've done might not have been the best or like that, that type of sutra, I'll actually like think about it a lot and I'll think a lot, think about it a lot sort of when I'm planning for the surgery. And sometimes it's just as simple as like, for example, on my word document, I'll have, you know, steps one to like 20 or something. And then at the bottom, I'll put like three asterisks and like highlight it and then say, don't do this, or like do this. And it. Just like really, I know it's like really basic, but it's just, it's just something which I do, which sometimes I'll look up and I'll see that and I'll be like, okay, this is what I got to remember. And then when I implant it in my head enough, then it becomes repetition. And then the more that you do that, um, it, it sort of becomes habit. Because I think like excellence and doing doing um, like really good work it can sometimes be overwhelming because it's such a big thing. There's so many steps, but it's all about doing those little steps perfectly and doing those steps as best as you can. Because like, I get, I get this question a lot too. Like even like I'm going, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but for example, like all on for full arch surgery, stuff like that, it can seem like a lot and it can seem like it's super complex and it's super difficult, but it's actually at the end of the day, pretty straightforward. As long as you divide it into those little steps and as long as those little steps are done perfectly then it all sort of comes together it's like you're putting like a puzzle together um and i think it's like being honest with yourself too all the time it's like saying okay well i mean there are so many cases where you can sort of do something you say oh like that might be okay but i think that's the wrong mindset to have i always like i always say good is not good enough and um it's something where we have to not focus on not focus on perfection because perfection i think Sometimes that can, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but sometimes that can either make you complacent or too critical. But I think it's focusing on improvement. It's saying, okay, well, that was okay or that was good, but I know I can do better. And then by by focusing on improving that, then that becomes, um, you know, that becomes like just routine. And then the more that you incorporate that, not just in dentistry, but in life, it, it, like you just improve every single day. <laughs> Mm-hmm, absolutely it's like transcends everything right yeah definitely everything yeah, yeah, yeah um moving on from that the second part of the, the what I wanted to ask you was just like this idea of like you know you're just constantly upskilling and just like learning all these new techniques and like all these new procedures and obviously you're really influenced by like your mentors and also like you know other people that you've befriended on Instagram and online how did you kind of get into this realm or this field? Was it something that you were always, because you mentioned earlier that even as like a student, these are people that you looked up to. And then was it, did you kind of go from just silently observing these people and then reaching out and then you started posting things on yourself? But like, how did your relationship with all these people, I guess, blossom and then influence how you decided to go about upskilling? I would say, look, I, I think we're heavily influenced by who you work with and what, 
you know who you surround yourself with and like what they enjoy as well <clears throat> I, I for me i always had an interest in you know um like i, I always love challenging myself but then i always knew i loved surgery and it's something where I think because I loved surgery and I didn't know a lot about it, I was like, look, um, you know, I'm still like, this is like me first year out or second year out, still doing a lot of general dentistry, focusing on the basics and stuff like that, which is super important. But I would always have that thought in the back of my mind where I want to learn this or I want to learn that. Or like when I don't know how to do something, it it frustrates me because I want to be like, okay, I want to be able to do that or I want to get to that point. So then like whether it's Instagram, whether it's, you know, um, in person, whether it's like online, like looking for articles, I would always search and always be like, okay, well, sometimes, for example, um, I would see my boss do a procedure or do, do an implant or a graft and I'll be like, okay, well, what is that? And that's pretty cool. Um, and then I guess physically, like I would always block time off to go and observe, but also like on social media, I would see something that I think would look really cool or see something that I would want to learn. And then I would go for example, on Instagram and, and look at that. And then it's sort of um, just like blo- like it just sort of blossoms from there in terms of you find one thing and then you like read more into it, you open more tabs and then you like meet more people and then you start, for example, engaging with them, like start liking, you start asking questions, um, you start posting as well. And then it, it sort of becomes um, after enough time, you, you do you, you sort of see the same names or you start to chat to them more and then you become more than just like strangers, you become friends. So I think that's really what I did. Like it's, it's, it's not like a single day process. It's something where um, it starts off with curiosity and I think being curious is awesome. And then it's more so just, um, just, just being curious and, and learning and trying to find more. And that's, that's how I sort of, I guess, built that up. And then I never intended it to like, um, I mean, with even with like Instagram and how I post, I always used to post just because I wanted it as like a journal. I wanted to always like look back one day and be like, okay, well, this is how far I come. And then I sort of became like, even if you look back, there's a lot of random posts. Like I'll post stuff about ortho, I'll post stuff about like, you know, rubber dam and stuff like that. And now it's becoming like more of a trend of just surgery because it's sort of, you know, at that point in my career, that's what I liked. But then this is how I'm evolving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So kind of finding your niche and like really immersing yourself in it. Yeah, I think I think after a couple of years, you, you sort of um, have a pretty good idea of what you enjoy um, and what you don't. Like there are some things in dentistry where like it's hard and then it's not enjoyable for me anyways. And then because it's like I see it that way, I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm I, I want to learn more about it, but like I, it's not really my, my area that I really want to um sort of look at like an example is for example root canals um and (laughs) surgery like i've never done a course on root canals i'm not great at root canals so that that's why i don't really enjoy them a lot but then the difference with for example that mindset versus surgery I, i wasn't great at surgery and i still don't think i'm great at surgery but there's things where like you know i see it as as a challenge and i see it as really difficult but that's not frustrating for me i think that's really exciting because that means that i have a lot to learn and a lot to grow and then I'm more excited to sort of delve into that niche because I enjoy it. The difference with, for example, root canals is I'll be like, you know, I'm searching for like the MB2 and stuff and then it'll be really difficult. And I'm like, okay, I don't really want to do this. And that's when I sort of know that, you know, that's not something that I really enjoy. Yeah, like it doesn't spark that same kind of passion or curiosity, right? Exactly, exactly. Exactly. 
As dentists and dental students, we all have difficult days. You may experience workplace or training demands that have a direct impact on your physical, emotional, and psychological health and well-being. This is exactly what dental practitioner support is for. It's a completely confidential and independently run service that's funded by the Dental Board of Australia in an effort to support practitioners and dental students right across the country. Sometimes people call just at the end of a long day to debrief, but sometimes they call because there's more challenging things going on. Dental practitioner support is there for you in these times to give proactive advice, help you improve your health and well-being before there are major concerns. We all need a helping hand sometimes, and it's okay to ask for help. So if you find you need it, call 1-800-377-700 or visit the website dpsupport.org.au. They have loads of great information to get you started. Talk me through, I guess, like your initial first few years, because you were saying like before stressing about the importance of you know getting your basics down pat. And I guess in those first few years, finding out what kind of you know dentist you want to be, like what areas you were interested in. From, I guess, like, you know, your first year to where you are right now, was there kind of a planned, I guess, like process or a, pr- a planned timeline of what you wanted to get good at? And how far ahead, like, did you plan these things? And do you sit down at the beginning of the year and like, this is what I want to get good at? Or is it a bit more impromptu, spontaneous? Like, how has that journey been? I would say for me, it was very structured because, I mean, I, I sat down as a new grad and I was like, this is what I want to do. And then I, I like laid down like, you know, you know how some people, for example, they'll, they'll lay down short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals. I had goals every year that I was sort of working, but then I sort of planned like three years in head. It's, it's a bit weird. Like I thought about it a lot. And then it wasn't like a, a plan where I would have to stick to it, but it's something where it was like a brief structure of what I sort of wanted to learn. And then it, it always like used to change. For me, I would say the first three years are probably the most, I guess, the biggest years for me because... The first year that I started working as a new grad, the main thing that I focused on was just the basics. So two things were basically, or sorry, three things were um, communication, um, rubber dam, and like doing crowns, crowns on onlays and stuff. And I was really fortunate because at my practice in Townsville in my first year, we had um, CEREC, which is like the same day CAD cam milling and stuff. So by having those milling units, I, I thought it was really good because I think you do a lot more like preps and you do a lot more like, for example, inlays, onlays and sort of different designs like that. But also like when you see your preps and stuff on on the computer and you can really zoom in and stuff, you're, you're really like um, humbled by how rough it is or, you know, how the prep isn't, isn't as amazing as you thought when you sort of looked at it. So that's what I focused on my first year. I also, um, like for me, how I structured it is like every year I wanted to perfect something. But I also wanted to have something which I started learning more about, if that makes sense. So the first year was the general stuff like communication and restorative and isolation. But I also started ortho in my first year, which is pretty like I, I don't know if I recommend that, but it's 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 a lot to study. It's it's quite overwhelming. Um, but I started um, Dr. Derek Mahoney's um, EODO residency in my first year. So that's when I started doing um, a little bit of, you know, ortho, like starting some, you know, fixed and then you ducked it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I still think I was very, very lucky. Like, yeah. But like, I, I met so many great people through it and like, it was an awesome course. And I, I like looking back, I would do the exact same thing because although doing that course was like super overwhelming and super difficult, like I was one of two new grads who, who started that course. 
Um, and then like, it's quite overwhelming because it's like one of the first courses I did. And then there's so many people who've been working for like 20 years, who've done all this in design or done all this, who own their own practices. And you're just like, oh, well, I just graduated six months ago. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Cause, um, I think ortho is for me, like not just even doing the braces, but like learning, um, like smile design, learning truth position, learning, you know, proclination, talk, you know, rotation, like all that stuff sort of helped me generally as well. That's what I sort of did in my first year, like in terms of not just focusing on the basics, but also like delving a bit more into, I guess, you know, understanding how teeth move, understanding that that's actually a possibility, but also knowing where teeth should be, if that makes sense. Because I always say like dentistry is always restorative driven, like it's always treat with the end in mind. You have to see where the incisal edge is, you have to see where the teeth should be, and you have to see when it's good and when it's not good. And I think the ortho um, part of it like practically helped me a lot with that. So that's what I did in my first year. And then second year, um, I was still doing ortho. I, I, I guess I, I felt like I, not perfected, but I felt like I improved a lot with preps and crowns and stuff. Like I was really comfortable doing that. Um, and I think getting comfortable was something where like, you know, with how I was saying about my plans, I used to plan, you know, every crown appointment as well. And then being comfortable for me after doing like, you know, 100 or 200 units, I wouldn't really have to plan that anymore and it will just become repetition. And that's when I think you're not perfect, but you're comfortable enough that you can just keep doing it and it doesn't become stressful anymore. Sometimes. <laughs> second year for me was starting, like still going a lot into ortho and second year for me was trying to perfect ortho. So I did a lot of ortho cases, um, started a lot of those cases then, but then I started trying to do some more surgery. So that was um like doing um an implant course doing you know simple implants doing like you know traction and graphs like simple graphs and stuff like that which we'll talk about later as well um wisdom teeth and sort of trying to trying to get get into it and trying to get my hands dirty like trying try and do more and try and sort of like learn more from my boss learn more from other people but like try and do more as well that was second year out and then third year for me that's when i finished ortho and that's when i realized look Ortho is great, but it's not something that I enjoy as much as surgery. And then third year was just surgery. Like for me, that was going past um, like simple, like simple, like one stage implants and simple soccer graphs and stuff to learning, you know, um, bigger bone graphs, like horizontal um, GBRs, like guided bone regeneration, um, sort of doing multiple implants, doing a bit of soft tissue and stuff like that. And that was my focus as well. So for, for me, like, I don't know, personally, for me, I always had a goal in mind. I would always be like, look, this is what I want to achieve at the end of the year. And it might be like one, two, three, or four. And I don't think I ever achieved any of those goals every year, but it's something which it, because I had it on a sticky note on my wall, I would look at it every day and I'm like, okay, well, this is what I want to work on. And this is what I'm sort of going to pay more attention to or be, be more purposeful and be more focused towards. Yeah. So that's, that's, I don't know. I think that's a big tangent, but like that was sort of how <laughs> I structured things. No, I really like that. I really like how you've got that structured approach with just like, um, you know, set goals, but tangible goals and things that you want. Because it's actually, it's like, you know, it's also a passion topic of mine, just having things that like, rather than just saying you're going to do something or having plans that you never really carry out, like actually having something that you're aiming for and giving yourself like a deadline. Just before we finish this segment of Dr. Andrew, there was a part at the beginning where you mentioned the idea of perfection and how we manage it. I was wondering, do you have any other thoughts that you wanted to dive into about that? Um, look, I think perfection is something which like 
with with dentistry, we focus on so so many of the minuscule details that we we become perfectionists. But I think it's a it's a mindset change where I think um, we've got to be confident, and confidence means improvement, not perfection. Like it's fine to always go chasing after perfection, but I think if you focus too much on being perfect, because no one ever will reach perfection, then you either become complacent so you become for example like cocky or arrogant you're like oh you know i'm perfect like i'm top of the world i know all of this or you become too critical in terms of you can be so negative in terms of oh, why am i not there why am i not perfect why is this wrong why is that wrong and i think that's that's the wrong mindset because it's not a healthy mindset um and i think too too much of like you know mental health in dentistry like mental health in dentistry is a big thing in terms of it's so stressful what we do and healthcare in general is so stressful that i think if we focus on just improving and comparing ourselves to who we were that morning, then that's much better because then you can measure that growth and then you get more excited and you get more enthusiastic. Like for me, one of the most exciting things learning something is, you know, learning it in terms of like, you know, I'll be like, Oh, I didn't know how to do that graph before, but now I, now I do. And that's like probably one of the most exciting feelings in dentistry for me. Like it, it's, it's like something new. It's like a breath of fresh air and it's like that spark that ignites your passion. We're all running our own race, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.